Welcome to another episode of Confessions of a Disney Cast Member, where I chat to Disney cast members from all walks of life and, of course, all walks of magic. For today's episode, I will be speaking to Matt Randall, who sprinkled his pixie dust in Disney's Epcot. Hi, Matt. Hey, how's it going? I'm good, thank you. I, I Obviously, we have an American accent on the show today. I do this with all my Americans on the show. So tell us where you're from. Um, I'm originally from Northern California, so it's... Um, kind of san francisco bay area we call it norcal the bay area um i grew up in mountain view which is where google is located so if you kind of for those of you who like scour the globe if you want to know kind of exactly where i grew up if you google the location if you google google (laughs) that's where i'm from that's where it is (laughs) amazing and where are you right now i currently live in swanee georgia it's about 45 minutes north of atlanta Amazing. So there's a little bit of a time difference, but we're here to spread the magic. So thank you for joining me, Matt. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you're very welcome. What um, is the time change? It, it, so it's half past 11 at night here. What time are you there? 6.33. So five minus five hours. Okay. Crazy right. time. I always forget. Yeah. I always forget. So yeah. No, thank you. Because it's, it's course, super late yeah. where you are. It's fine. I don't mind. We're talking about Disney. It's all good. That's, um, yeah, that's true. But yeah, we don't have too much time with these podcasts. Right. So I say let's get cracking with it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So um, you did the Disney College program. What was yeah. your initial inspiration for applying for the program, Matt? Um, I was looking to transfer into college. So it was kind of like the last step before uh, transferring from community college to uh, a traditional four-year college. And one of my friends uh, was went to Disney World and she said, Matt, we should apply for the Disney College program. Um, like I've come across certain things that are kind of once in a lifetime experiences like studying abroad, uh, traveling, like in high school I did a bunch of trips to Europe and I've learned that when a once in a lifetime opportunity comes your way you might as well I would say you all you should always jump at it but if you're not certain you should always test the waters and see how far you can get so she said hey we should uh, apply for the program and I said on a whim sure she wanted someone that she knew there just in case like things got rocky or things got weird and I you know it's kind of nice to have like a stabilizing force there. So like she would be my stabilizing force. I'd be hers. Um, And so we both applied. I made it past the first round. And then after I made it past the first round, I was like, Oh no, now I really want this thing. So, cause like before I was like, Oh, we'll see, you know, I've had some luck on job applications. I have had some not so lucky. I was like, we'll see how it goes. After you get to the first round, you're like, Oh no, what do I have? I like, I need to get this now. I need to do everything I can. How am I going to get this? Um, so yeah, but Maybe. that was the that was the initial that was the inspiration. And um and when you when you finally got that email saying you're going to Disney World, like it's it's the greatest feeling in the world, right? Oh, it's uh it's excellent. I don't remember because um, where I worked in Epcot, it was a position that they paid an extra dollar. So oh when so after I applied, I can't remember if I got the email saying that I made it or if um a gentleman named Jim Beeson who at the time was like the the head of Epcot West attractions he gave me a call and he's like so I see you applied for the Disney College program and I see you wanted a spieling position well we have this one position for interventions doing presenter work and um and he was like it's an extra dollar pay if you'd like it uh you know you do this 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 and this what do you think and I said 
Yeah. yeah okay, well, that sounds know. good. <laughs> I'm familiar with interventions from Disneyland. So yeah, how different can it be? Um, so I was like, I was pretty, I was pretty psyched about that. I was like, oh my God, I, I got a spieling position. It's not the Jungle Cruise, which everyone wants. Yeah. But, um, but uh, it turned out that I, I'm glad for the position I got, but I was like, I was really excited. I was really pumped. I even texted some people, like the friend who was like, oh yeah, you should join with me. I texted her. And I was like, so did you find out what position she got? And she was like, oh no, I won't know until we go to casting. I was like, oh, I'm going to keep this under wraps then. And I'll <laughs> let anyone else know that I know what I'm doing. That's amazing. So, so you worked at Interventions, which yes. correct me if I'm wrong, is no longer? Correct. Yeah. So what um what was interventions for anyone that doesn't know? And um what was your so you said you were in a presenter role. What was that yep. role like on a day-to-day basis? So interventions was a lot of things. Um the breakdown of it goes, it's sort of like this area where innovation and invention come together. And it is best kind of described as the sort of blunt marketing tool of Epcot because every time you would go in um, there, you, there would be a bunch of small venues right and each of those small venues or attractions was sponsored by a company and um, there were two types of workers in interventions there were presenters and there were hosts right hosts would manage what were basically like you know someone goes into a playground they go into a playground the host invites them in they don't have to do any talking they just kind of direct them where to go, how to do certain things. Presenters basically had to put on a show and the show would consist of, you know, they would have to memorize a bunch of, they'd have to memorize a script, um, make sure that all the cues go correctly in the script yeah. and um, and make sure everything goes off without a hitch. So like a good example is the house of the future idea. We had something called um, the, oh my gosh, what was it? The green... <laughs> Uh, I have all my old scripts too. And I have a bunch of old <laughs> stickers from them too. Um, I'm going to vision house. It was the vision, vision house, house with Monteverde's. And basically it was just a tour through the house, but I was giving the tour. So I'd, you know, go, Oh, this, this item here helps reduce energy by blah, blah, blah. But don't forget, blah, 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 blah. They love to cook this. Look at this potato. It's powering a light bulb. Like, isn't that amazing? So it was things like that. There was like a game show type thing called where's the fire that I really liked. Um, there was a show, it was like a 3d theater. Uh, you would it was called Stormstruck where you would sit through a storm and then you get to rebuild the landscape and see if how you rebuilt the landscape cool um, yeah yeah see how well you would do and you know you go through all of the rankings and stuff and um so would so you would rotate between the you wouldn't just be in one location in interventions you would be you'd rotate between them right so yes um, when I got there, I learned Stormstruck, and then they needed more people for Vision House. Right. And so I would rotate between. I would. I stayed at Stormstruck for about a month and a half. Then I learned Vision House. So then I did Stormstruck in Vision House, and then um, after six months, um, the old college program left. I had elected to extend, and then they taught me Where's the Fire, and um, and. And that was, that was it for Interventions venues until they opened Habit Heroes. And then I learned Habit Heroes, but because I was one of the first few who learned Habit Heroes, I would basically draw and just immediately go to Habit Heroes. Cool. So you would, you would circulate between the venues, but um, I, didn't, I don't know how it worked with, uh, with food and beverage, but basically when we would go to, the, to pull our position, it would tell us, originally it would just say like, oh, you're at position uh, Stormstruck Theater. 
And they had it so that I would just spend 45 minutes in the theater uh, before they did a regular rotation. And I just had to do the show for basically 45 to an hour straight because each show was about 20 minutes long. Right. So you wanted to make sure you time it correctly. So like you could, all right, I did just enough shows and now I can get out or now I can go to my break. Yeah. Um, but then they switched it so that you would rotate each position after every show. So you didn't have to do 45 minutes in a show. You did a show, move to the, the, uh, the sort of kid-friendly portion, move back to greeter, move back to pre-show, move to show. So, um, cool. but yeah, I had to, I did have to learn everything. It must be quite um, a nostalgic feeling when you're in the parks now to know that that attraction's no longer like seeing that, that show building and it's just not, it's not there anymore. It's, it's weird because interventions kind of like to be kind of blunt, it kind of had a slow death because yeah. they just kept closing more and more venues. I remember that happening. Slowly and slowly. And I, they started with, um, if you're familiar with Disney world, the, the prayer center area that they had, that they instituted in all the parks in Epcot it used to be future world, uh, not future world West interventions West. Um, and that was the first major area to close. They closed all of those down. And then Stormstruck survived for a long time. Habit Heroes closed down pretty quickly. They couldn't find anyone to take over financing for the Vision House. And then they put in Colortopia. And Colortopia kind yeah, of just I stayed around for that a was while. Quite a, that was the most recent addition, wasn't it, Colortopia? Mm-hmm. I remember yep. going in that as, uh, just before it closed, I think. Yeah. And it, it was really, like, Colortopia was pretty cool. I'm glad I didn't learn that one yeah but it opened but it it opened only a couple of years ago and I I think now the entirety of interventions is closed I think they got rid of all the, the presenters spots oh we're talking about things that are closed R.I.P. Disney housing saddest oh times. my god gone yeah. but never forgotten um tell us which uh, housing complex you lived in Matt uh I started in Vista and then I moved to Chatham you just you moved from Vista Way is sad, man. Vista Way no. is the best. <laughs> you come out I, of Vista Way, boy, you know. I I the one thing I liked about Vista Way, were you on the top floor? I was on the middle floor. Okay. So the top floor of Vista Way had uh vaulted ceilings. Yeah. I believe that's what they're called. So it it made it so that like it was a lot colder on the top floor. But it all and there's a lot more echo, but it also felt like a lot of space, which is really nice. Yeah. That was the one thing I liked the best about it. The only thing. Um I it will always hold a place in my heart because yeah. that's where I met my fiance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my fiance soon to be bride. Oh. But um well also the layout of Vista was nice. Yeah. Like if you remember the layout of Vista, but um, which like I learned really well because I had to I would have to sneak back from my fiance's apartment back to my apartment so it's like oh it's a good thing that it's so easy to, to maneuver around this yeah i yeah. also so worth so worth the sneaking about now but anyway not to jump ahead <laughs> tell us about i mean i mean actually first i should introduce this story because yeah. i the reason the, the way i know matt um i had heard about matt way before I met you um back in 2014 when like so when was your college program 2013 right uh 2012 2013 yeah, yeah so, so Aaliyah's was uh late 2012 and I came in 2012 and segued into the uh, until about June of 2013 
And then I, so then for everyone listening, I then went to university in London and lived with Aaliyah, who is from um, Georgia in the States. And she, she's, the, she's the reason I ended up applying for the programme. She told me about the programme and we have got her on this show um, as well, as well as Matt. Um, but I remember, I remember a very specific conversation in probably our first week at uni together on the bus back from Asda. And she um, was telling me about your initial relationship together, which I'm going to let you tell me about, um, and and about the Disney program. So I have to shout out Aaliyah here to get me on that program. But anyway, Matt, tell us tell us how um, you and Aaliyah met on the program and how you've got to where you are today. Uh, well, as, as you're familiar with, all of the uh, bus stops for Transstar are the most romantic place to meet anyone. Oh, yeah, the best. <laughs> you know, um, but uh, she was sitting there. Um, I thought she was cute. I strolled over. I said hi. We chatted for a little bit. Oh. Um, we got on the bus. I got her number. And it just so happened that day that uh, they were doing a cast celebration for the 30th anniversary of Epcot. So... Um, we they opened up the horizons building and put like a buffet in there yeah with a bunch that's of so weird because i was there for the 35th anniversary so it's just mm-hmm. so weird that that is but yeah did they have another thing there where they were like look back at all of the years of epcot and see yeah. how the costumes have changed and yeah lot, more and less like stereotypical that. and stuff yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> <laughs> i i know that they're thinking of opening up the horizon building when everything kind of settles down and so yeah. i'm really excited because there's a lot of old school epcot fans who loved horizon yeah i don't know anything about it but um but they they had a meal for us there and i texted her to see if she was if she was hanging out there and she was like oh yeah yeah i'm over here and so then i saw her and we had lunch and went around and got some pictures with characters and i still have those i, I think i still have one of the pictures but you can't have it because she would look at it and say oh my god i look awful <laughs> so i might have to sneak it out to you okay <laughs> hopefully you not that. <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah we took a we took a couple of photos with characters and then um and then we just i started texting her and we hit it off and um before I knew it, we were dating and going to parks on. So it was really easy to date in Disney because it's like, oh, what do you want to do for your date? I guess we oh, just yeah. go to the park. Like 100. I to... mean, even even if you want to like not go to the park, you can go to like any of the like 2,500 resorts or like go oh, for yeah. dinner in like the most magical places. Like there's so much you can do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know more about the resorts than I do because we didn't spend that many, that much time going to like those restaurants, but yeah, I like, it was easy. It was just like, you know, Oh, you want to go for a day? Okay. Let's catch the fireworks in magic kingdom. Yeah. Sure. It's not going to take us that long. I mean, it took us long because we had to take the Transstar buses, but. And, and, and I just have to ask, was it the C bus? It was the Epcot bus, right? Yeah, it was the Epcot. Well, we would take the Epcot bus to work, but we had different shifts because right. um, her shift would could take her all the way to midnight. My shifts always ended at 7.30 at the latest, unless right. I got really lucky. So I actually had an hour cap because they couldn't, like, there's no way you could get more than like 50 hours in a week. It was yeah. impossible just because they had a close time. So we had offsetting hours, but on days off, we would meet up and you know, take a different bus to a different park that was not Epcot. Yeah. Oh, amazing. I love it. And then, and then just to summarize from there, Aaliyah then um, moved to California for a bit. So she, 
she'll she'll go into more detail yeah. spoilers i guess yeah but um she graduated first she graduated college and she was applying to a master's program but there was going to be like a year gap so she had already done the college program in florida so she applied to california i saw that she applied to california so i sent her a message we had broken up in the in the interim we had broken up um and this was about three or four years later at this point two two or three years later um i sent her a message because i had already done the drive across country because i had to drive from florida back I, yeah to I, rem- I remember i remember this happening and i was like alia 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 this guy is driving cross country like this is this is gonna happen she was like no it's not i was like <laughs> My friend, it's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty like much. you said, and like you said, she'll, she will, she will um, go into more depth about um, <laughs> her side of things and where things went from there on her program. But, well, um, yeah. And also I was, so Disneyland is in Anaheim, which is in Southern California. And I was going to school close to there. Um, I was going to school in Southern California that was close to Anaheim. And so that made it also a lot easier because then I could go and see her. Um, so I knew Disneyland really well. And yeah. she ended up knowing Disneyland better than I did by the end of her program. Because, <laughs> you know, she gets get all those free tours. Or exactly. Tours. Exactly. Oh, amazing. And uh, aside from all the lovey-dovey stuff, which I love, mm-hmm. um, guest experience is a huge part of the program. Um, mm-hmm. Matt, was there, were there any guest experiences that stand out to you? Um. <laughs> there's okay do you want the really disgusting one <laughs> i mean i'm gonna give you the reins like i said <laughs> oh, oh my god so um i think the the most kind of i'll i'll, I'll start with the disgusting one yeah um <laughs> i was doing a show in the stormstruck theater and uh and i was just you know going through my usual lines at a certain point when you do a lot of spieling roles you kind of tur- you can turn your brain off which it's is not very pilot. good yeah it's yeah like you at a certain point i could just say it while i was just like you know twiddling my thumbs i would go in sick and stuff like that and and still have to do shows um which seems crazy to do now but back then it was fine um (laughs) but this this kid was like leaning over his his little storm module and his dad was like hey hey wake up pay attention hey wake up and all of a sudden i hear him like oh oh god oh no he's gonna be sick suffice it to say um only time i've ever done an e-stop on a ride (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god uh, so yeah it was pretty gross um on the floor we opened the doors to air it out um my one of my friends came over and she's like what happened i was like yeah this kid got sick and you can see the trail as he's gone out and, um and like like my friend took one look at me and she's like matt you don't look like you're good with smells i can handle it from here we have a manager coming why don't you just go on break and i was like okay <laughs> yeah that's um, what i'm doing <laughs> So, yeah, like my show was so bad, it made someone puke. It's like, you know, whatever, <laughs> it's fine. I, you know, um, that's the disgusting one. I think the, the, the most, the best moment that happened to me from a guest was um, I had to work on Christmas Day and I had to work on Easter. And every now and then you'll get that one guest who's just like, like a family of guests. Yeah. And they'll come up to you and they'll, they hand it, they'll hand you gifts. And this one handed me a little gift that said, hey, Thanks for being here. We really appreciate that you're open on this day. Um, you know, like it's just like a little token and it it's like, you know, a cardboard paper with someone writing on it. But 
that little bit is like enough to put yeah you know, it's like okay yeah it is it is in some ways really worth it because like there there are a lot of people who are very cynical about it and they're like whatever i can just come here and do whatever i want and then there are some people who understand the sacrifice that people are making um just to be here so that people can be entertained yeah and um right. yeah and so like i think as much as there are moments that like i i'm sure i put on some guests uh like you know i because you do a performance thing someone will record you so you can see me do a show on youtube or whatever um i think the moments that stick with me the most are like when guests have appreciation for what you do yeah 100 percent. i think i i mean we we do the job yeah to play in the parks and make memories for ourselves but also to to be a part of the the magic that we all love to experience when we go on vacation ourselves right yeah and it's it's hard to remember that sometimes when you're in this the thick of it but like you know this is like it's it's also kind of harder in attractions because for attractions it's very much like bring them on bring yeah. them in let's do this thing that we've been doing but and, like, and, and the, the focus yeah. is on the attraction itself isn't it with attractions like they they wait in line and then they they the person is just the the bit part like i don't want to say that uh, that's not the case but to the guest no, no, yeah. like it, it's, the case. yeah it the person who's in front like there was a like where's the fire was my favorite because like you were on a podium people were looking at you you were explaining things um and it it, it was very easy to kind of get very like to go very over the top and uh every now and then someone would remind you like hey remember as much as you're like indulging your own uh, egotism and like having fun doing the performance part of it remember that these people just want to get out there and play the game and it's like yeah, yeah that's true like they they do want to do that but your job in a lot of cases is to enhance them just doing the activity yeah there's a lot of other places you can go where your role is just push the button if you can find some way to bring an extra level of of um like immersion or fun to it you know, then you're, that's, it's a little effort that goes a long way. And it just, and when you see the returns from it, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. And, and, and guests can be talking about those moments for years to come. Yeah. So, um, dare I ask highlight of your program? Um, I don't know. It's weird because like in my mind, the program's divided in two sections and like, obviously I think the highlight of of my program the first half with Aaliyah was just that whole experience yeah um because it was it really was my first like very serious relationship yeah and there was a lot of learning curves in that but we also had a lot of fun you know we went to Universal we spent a lot of time at Disney and, and what, so what better place to start a relationship especially now looking back on it that that was the yeah. start of your relationship it's incredible yeah well and it's also like a nice foundation as well because I think one of the worries with some people who get together at Disney is like well we don't have anything else in common and like part of the trouble is like well fine let's let's find something in common like let's let's go outside of just being at Disney which was kind of the scary part of like of the drive to California it was like well you know there is no Disney to rely on but you know yeah it was still a lot of, there was still, it's still a road trip and road trips are generally fun. Of course, so, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, that's probably, 
probably being with Aaliyah was the highlight just because um, there was a lot of stuff that I did there. The yeah. second half of my program was a lot more like, okay, focus on doing work, you know, get into a rhythm, um, enjoy the change of the holiday seasons. Cause like in Epcot, there's a lot of holiday season. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Amazing. And, and finally, it's a hard question, I think, for any Disney fan. But if you could go to the Disney parks, the Disney resorts, any Disney area in the world right now, where would you go and what would you do? Right now? Yeah, this second. This second. Any Disney area in the world. Um, I would probably go to Tokyo Disney. Yeah. I, I, is, is Tokyo Disney closed down right now still? we'll pretend it's not (laughs) okay all right if it's yeah if it's not i mean even if it is um like i think there's a there is a bit of a romantic idea of being able to stroll around the park when it's closed i don't know if you've ever thought about it but like i've been i've been all the way through park closings all the time at disneyland and disney world and there is something like very serene about the streets are empty you just hear the janitors sweeping. You see the the secondary crew come out and they're going to start doing maintenance and things like that. Yeah. Um, and there is something very calm about that and seeing all of the work lights on. Um, the tech that's in Tokyo Disneyland and Tokyo Disney Sea and how different the attractions are um, is just like, it's it's on the top of my list of where I want to go. Yeah. So to be able to, to, be able to see it like as a guest, I would, I, I cannot wait for it. And then after that experience, seeing it, seeing sort of like the behind the scenes of how they work, like what does Tokyo Disneyland do differently than what, you know, Disney World does? Because California, the Disneyland and California Adventure, the way that they work, the flow that they work is similar to Disney World, yeah. but it's also kind of different. Oh, um, yeah. and, and so just seeing that in, in Tokyo Disneyland and Tokyo Disney Sea, which is, you, is always rated very highly on some of the most gorgeous amusement parks you know like i mean I, disney disney sea is always at the top of the list isn't it yeah yeah like the fact that the whole thing is built around like a volcano and uh and jules verne like ideas is just like yeah like that's so crazy and the the amount of money that the the tokyo the oriental land company right i think they they're the ones who own they license the disney properties but the Tokyo Land or the Oriental Land Company, I think is what they're called. They're the ones who pump in all of the money and make sure that it, it's right. like always top of the line. It's like having people that care that much and want to put that much attention to detail is like the tops. And it's nice that we see that happening in um, in Hollywood Studios now. Like Disney's pumping a lot of money into Hollywood Studios because yeah. they did that with Animal Kingdom and they're going to do that with Epcot. It's just like when you see that kind of devotion and care, you just want to be there even more. You oh, want yeah. to see all of that happen. That's why we keep paying for the tickets, you know? <laughs> that and like small incremental changes. What do you mean you got rid of the great movie ride? Yeah. All right, I guess I'll go on this, this new yeah, thing. Yeah, this have. new railway, whatever it is. Um, Matt, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you so much for coming and sharing your Disney journey and um, the start of your love story, which we'll, we will hear more about on Elia's episode very shortly. Um, but I just want to say one huge thank you to Matt Randall, everyone. Thank you so much, Bradley. I really appreciate you reaching out and letting me come on and uh, share some anecdotes. Of course, no worries. Thank you so much. So this has been another episode of Confessions of a Disney Cast Member. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, follow our Instagram, and listen to all of the other episodes because they are just as magical as each other. 
keep spreading the magic, everyone, and bye for now.